Okay, Dan Dipple, aka Thousand Styles. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I uh, I told you a little bit how big of a fan I am of your work, and I've been a fan of your work for like 15 years now, which seems insane. But uh, when I was in college, I went to to college for art and interactive media websites and stuff, and trying to find inspiration and references and styles that I liked, kind of kind of trying to develop my own style. And I remember finding your work back then. And I had a couple friends that were into art and just sharing your paintings and art just back and forth. Whenever you'd update your website or whatever, just be like, oh, did you see this new one, man? We were just such a fan of your work. And as I was kind of looking through your Instagram and your website, as I was kind of preparing for this podcast, I just realized how much we like (laughs) <laughs> looked at your stuff back then i was like oh my god we were like practically cool. talking this dude at that point like we, we just kept up with all your work and even my website i ended up developing a website for my paintings and just almost like a resume of sorts at that time yeah. it was even kind of styled after yours i think it was probably like a wordpress site or something at the time but uh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, e- even that was was just a probably a, a rip off of your your website <laughs> and your style and, and everything you were doing um oh, thanks. i appreciate it but at the time you were doing stuff on like shoes and hats and I was a poor college kid. So I'd go to Goodwill and buy a stack of like, you know, dollar a piece records and paint on there. I think you you did some vinyl records too, right? Yep. Yep. Sure did. And I would, you know, I'd spray paint something on it and then paint something over top of it. And I I think it was just a pure ripoff of whatever you were doing back then. (laughs) That's all right. I'm sure I I'm sure I stole it from somebody else and they stole it from somebody else. I mean, that's just, you know, how it yeah. goes. You just put your own spin on it, you know? Yeah. So where did that style come from? How did that start? Uh, those kinds of things back in those days, um, I suppose it probably grew out of my interest in graffiti. Um, and you're in New York, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upstate New York. Um which is also funny because I live in the Midwest where me doing graffiti style is hilarious, but it makes a lot more sense <laughs> for you, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a few hours from New York City, so obviously the mecca of graffiti. So that's, you know, it it, it bled out from there um, many, many years ago. And I was just a very small part of that scene, not in New York, but, um, you know, where I lived in Syracuse. And, um, you know, it was it was quite a passion for, for quite a while, several years. Um, and I, you know, in addition to actually, you know, writing graph, I would, you know, do the things like the sneakers and the hats and um, painting on vinyl records. And, you know, it always started with the spray paint and then I would use paint markers and whatever else I had around to expand upon it and, you know, try to try to translate that graffiti style and that sort of aesthetic to something that you know, you can hold in your hand or, you know, sell at a show or, you know, put up on your website and not get in trouble for it or, you know, whatever. Um, so I guess it kind of grew from that. And I was always super interested in drawing characters and creatures and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, writing graffiti, you, don't, you get to do some of that, but uh, it's, you know, it's mostly letter based, of course, so you don't get to do much of that. So being able to paint characters on vinyl records and shoes and hats and shirts and jackets and whatever else was a way for that to, you know, for me to do that kind of stuff too. So yeah, I suppose it all kind of came from that. 
were you a full-time artist at that point or do you have a day job too um at that point uh no i was i was both day job and uh and artist kind of the same as i am now um i have okay. a nine to five always have um yeah that was i mean those days that was probably i mean between 2000 2005 so i was i was recently out of college but um um but yeah had a nine to five doing graphic design um for a for a local uh, university here or in syracuse and um did the uh, the hats and shirts and all the other stuff nights and weekends and that's kind of when i started my uh freelancing also around the same time cool yeah, like I said, we were we were just such a fan of, of all that stuff and, and tried to imitate it the best we could. And I don't know that we did a good job. <laughs> I eventually <laughs> I eventually kind of like I don't stop kind of paying attention to to art, painting and, and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I got a job as a graphic artist and, and it was more of like corporate design, brochures and flyers and logos and yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. Kind of like fell out of it a little bit. And then, you know, getting on Instagram and seeing your work again and, and you had already like kind of just jumped from like painting on shoes and hats to like designing gig posters for some of the biggest bands in rock. So a lot happened in those few years that I was kind of out of the loop, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always tried to. Um, well, I guess in those in those days, I was just trying to find what felt right for me, I guess, in terms of uh, what direction to go uh, as a freelance illustrator. I mean, I've always been interested in graphic design, always been interested in illustration, but, you know, there's a million different directions you can go with either of those um, sort of, um, you know, uh, methods or whatever you want to call them, uh, either of those pursuits. And I've tried quite a few different ones. And with varying degrees of success, um, both in my own head and also commercially. Um, and I guess, you know, those years between 2000 and like 2014, 2015, it was just like, well, maybe I want to do album covers. Maybe I want to do just, uh, you know, promotional flyers and ad mats. Maybe I want to do, um, you know, strictly graphic design stuff like business cards, letterhead, um, logos, um, you know, promotional stuff, web, uh, web design, web graphics, you know, I was kind of all over the place for a little while. Um, but then I kind of landed on, I always, I always knew I wanted to be music related because, uh, music has always been, a you know, a passion of mine just as much, if not more so than artwork. Um, just the, the visual art is where my talents are. So that's what I've always concentrated on for my own output. But anyways, my, I always, I always knew I wanted my, um, my visual art work to be um, in in the field of music in some way. And it took me until, I don't know, 2014 or so to land on gig posters as kind of, you know, like, like, all right, this, this definitely feels right. This feels good. This, there's nothing I don't like about this. You know, it, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be something that I want to pursue and, you know, be kind of like what I want to do, you know, like, um so yeah right around there is when i kind of decided that this is the direction i want to go i should have probably intro you a a little better and and mentioned that you've done posters for foo fighters metallica queens of the stone age i think i saw mastodon in there maybe yeah Um, yeah, primus i mean some huge huge bands and i remember 
even when you were still doing a lot of uh, painting and stuff, you had a gym class heroes in there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how I, did that uh, come about? Was that like maybe your first big gig or? Yeah, that was that was definitely one of my one of my first major ones. Um, I actually know know Travis from uh, gym class heroes. He's he's from uh, Geneva, uh, Geneva, New okay. York, which is in upstate. Uh, it's like an hour from Syracuse. Um, so uh, I've got some friends uh, that know him. I I know him, and when he was kind of becoming big in gym class heroes. Um, you know, um, I got to know him a little bit and, and, um, uh, this other guy I know, uh, Steve, he, uh, he was part of, um, a kind of like a, like a gym class hero side project called Bernie Allen, um, with Travis. It was, it was kind of, uh, a little bit more, uh, hip hop based, I guess, uh, a little bit, a little bit less gym class heroes, a little bit more indie hip hop sort of thing. And I did some graphics for them. Uh, when they were like re-releasing an album that they had recorded a few years prior to that. And then uh, from there, it just kind of, uh, you know, got uh, got elevated to, uh, hey, you want to do some stuff for gym class? And I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, they were uh, they were huge at the time, still are. Um, it was really an awesome opportunity. Did some T-shirt graphics for them um, and some other things. And um yeah, it, it worked out great. Uh, they sold the shirts on their tours. I did a jacket, uh, a big, like, you know, kind of a, a back patch, like a motorcycle uh, club back patch for a jacket mm-hmm. for another tour merch. And, um, did quite a few different projects for them over two or three years at the time. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was probably, yeah, that was probably my, my first, um, I guess, I, yeah, I, I guess I would call that my first musical visual art gig that was kind of like, you know, pretty high up there in terms of uh, the, the level it was at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really cool. So what is it like working with some of these big bands, Foo Fighters, Queens? I'll leave Metallica out of it because they're kind of in their own world, even outside of them a little bit. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll definitely talk about Metallica in a minute. But, you know, some of these bands do you have an idea and you submit it to them? Do they come to you and say, you know, we like your stuff. Do you deal with the band or like management or just how does that whole process work of working with some of those big, big bands? Um, well, I've never, I've never worked with the band directly with the exception of, um, well, gym class heroes and, uh, uh, some of the, some of the other earlier stuff that I did for the, for the big bands, Foo Fighters, um, you know, Queens and, and them, I, I never deal with the band directly. It's always with um, the band's management or uh, the merchandising company that the band hires to handle all their all their tour merch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a representative from one of those camps. And um, do they have that, a final say in it. Do you think do you think they look at it and go, yeah, this is what we were looking for? Or is it kind of even out of their hands at that point? I really couldn't tell you. I would imagine that they probably, you know, at least in some cases, you know, the, the, the band's manager will throw the artwork to them and say, Hey, is this okay? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know, they've got a million different things to do in every day and right. I, I doubt they see everything, but you know, I, I would say that's probably happening at, you know, sometimes at least. Um, but I think the, the management part of their job is to know, you know, if the band is going to like the, the poster or not and be able to sign off on those kinds of things mm-hmm. without having to, you know, send it to, uh, 
you know, the members of the band themselves. Um, but, um, but that's fine. You know, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just super stoked that I get to do this kind of thing, you know, it's, yeah, it's uh, incredible. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And, um, you know, back probably five or 10 years ago, I would, um, search out, you know, and, uh, the different merchandising companies that dealt with the kinds of bands that I was interested in doing work for, um, and try to contact them, send them some of my work and say, Hey, you know, I want to do album covers, flyers, um, you know, gig posters, uh, ad mats, whatever, you know, these kinds of bands, this is the kind of stuff I do, you know, here's some examples. I would love to do some work for you, whatever, but, and that would, you know, once in a while it would hit and I would, I would get some work out of it. But, um, these days I, I don't need to do that anymore. I got more work than I can handle. Um, they've kind of find me now, which is kind of nice. And I've, I've gotten repeat work through, um, through the same, you know, merchandising people, you know, time after time, like, you know, I've done multiple Foo Fighters posters. Now I've done multiple projects for Metallica, I've done multiple Primus posters. So, um, you know, in, in, in some cases it's the same, uh, the same guys that I've worked with before coming back and saying, Hey, you want to do another one? You know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of nice, um, in, in a lot of ways there too. Um, but yeah, so they just, they just contact me, um, whether it's repeat or, uh, brand new and they just say, Hey, uh, you know, we saw your Foo Fighters poster or whatever. Uh, we really like it. Um, would you be interested in doing a poster for, uh, Queens for their upcoming tour or Mastodon or whatever? And, um, you know, most of the time the answer is like, yeah, hell yeah. You know, I'm, right. I'm definitely down for it. I mean, I, most of the bands I've done work for, I listen to on a daily basis already. So it's like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested, you know, give me the details. Uh, I, you know, I'll get started on it as soon as I can. And, um, but, um, yeah, in terms of process, I guess it's kind of, you know, they'll bring me the project. They'll you know, give me the details of the gig. Um, give me, you know, usually there's no, um, there's no like direction. Um, like, you know, we want, you know, there's, there's very little art direction, I guess is, I guess is the right term. Um, they don't tell me what they want. They just tell me occasionally there'll be a few things that I can't do, you know, like, um, you know, we don't want this or we don't want that. We don't want, um, I, I don't know, just, you know, sometimes it's, it's pretty random, but you know, I leave those things out and I sketch out some ideas and send them to them and, you know, kind of go from there. I, I've noticed that a lot of gig posters, <clears throat> I guess I don't know what the process is for some of them, but they almost seem like someone just took a piece of work that they had and slapped a band logo at the top of it because it's like, <laughs> You can do like a, a Black Keys album or a, a gig poster and it's like, I don't know, a dragonfly flying. And you're like, what? How did you get there? From, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I was just wondering what like your process is because like the Queens of the Stone Age one is one of my favorites ever. I have a couple of Queens of Stone Age posters myself and I it, they just it just represented them. It, it looked like them. It felt like them, you know, and then you see some other posters where you're like, I don't know how you got there from 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 that band, you know? And it yeah. just seems like they had a, a piece of art in their back pocket. And they said, here, you can have this one. I'll just put the logo at the top, put the dates. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. So what is that process like for you? Do you, you know, do they give you a concept? Do you go, uh, I'm thinking of a certain song and the vibe of it and trying to emulate that on paper? Or how do you, how do you approach it? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's different for everyone. Uh, different for every project. Different for every band. Um, I definitely agree. Uh, I see a lot of gig posters that are that are seemingly pretty random, but you know that they're amazing nonetheless. So yeah, it's still know. great art. It's nothing against the like the artist, but it's like yeah, I don't know how you got there. You know, it, yeah, it's, yeah, you're, yeah. you're obviously very talented, but the connection is lost somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think. You know, I, I think in uh, in some ways that happens because I don't know. I mean, like a band will do a hundred shows in a year, and they they can't all be based on the same five songs or the same album that's you know that they're touring with or whatever. Sure. So the artists will just kind of go off on a tangent and see what looks cool, and if it's related to the band, great. If it's not, then so be it, I guess. But. For me, my process is I, I try to um, I try to tie in the band and their music as much as I can. Um, like I said, I listen to most of the bands that I've done posters for, so it's it's not hard for me to kind of be in uh, the I guess the vibe of the band's music when I'm kind of brainstorming for the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, like for that Queens of the Stone Age, that's still one of the favorite my favorites that I've done as well. And, you know, they, they have a really, um, like their, their music and their, their whole vibe to me is just, is just very, that poster, you know, like when I, when I hear their music and when I think of that band, I mean, that's what I think of is, you know, like Palm Springs, Deserts, um, Hot Rods, um, you know, it's just that whole kind of um, aesthetic just kind of appears to me in my head. So it was not hard for me to come up with that one. Uh, and I think it kind of vibes with the band really well. The colors go with it and all that colors go with the, um, you know, the subject matter and the, the aesthetic and all that. But uh, sometimes it's easy like that one, you know, that, I mean, that, that was not an easy poster to do, but it was, you know, I, I had the aesthetic and I had the kind of feel that I wanted from pretty early on. Um, other times it's not so easy. Um, you know, I, I try to listen to the music, uh, try to, um, just kind of see where see where the music takes me in my head and and uh eventually i i come up with uh a concept um most of the time it's it's when i'm not trying to do it i guess you know i'll be like falling asleep at night or waking up in the morning and that's when i'll get like a you know a seed of something that i'll then you know develop into what becomes a poster um, how many so- preliminary sketches do you go through typically for a, a gig poster ideas that you scrap um sometimes quite a few um even the even the ones that uh that i end up going with i'll do probably at least four or five sketches before i even do the one that i show the customer or the client um to get an approval to move forward with it um but sometimes when i'm brainstorming concepts um you know i don't know 10 or 15 usually um that I go through and, and kind of evaluate like, all right, this part's good. This part's not so good. You know, can I improve that? Can I improve this? You know, and sometimes it develops from there and, and becomes something. Sometimes it doesn't. And I just scrap it and start over from, from scratch. What does it look like what you show the band to get approval to move forward? Because I was just talking to another artist a couple episodes ago and I was like, I've done a couple of album covers for like friends, bands and stuff. And they're like, how's it going? Let's see what you got. And and I'm like, 
fuck no, I don't want to do that because I, I just had this feeling they're going to look at it unfinished and kind of go, Ugh, I don't know. It's not quite there yet. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, I know it's not there. I know it's not there yet. It'll get better. But I think their brain goes, this is not looking good. We should hire somebody else. So like, how far do you get down the road? How clean does your sketch have to be? How does it, how flushed out does the idea have to be for you to be comfortable, like showing them what you're thinking without fear of them going, this was a bad move. We got to hire someone else. <laughs> um, I, I, I definitely struggle with that. Um, I, I would say prior to maybe a year ago, I would do way more than what was probably actually necessary before I showed them anything, you know, cause I, I've always thought the same thing. Like ever since the beginning of doing freelance work, like, all right, they're not going to understand what I'm seeing in my head as the finished product. So I need to really flesh it out and make it, make it a solid piece in this sketch. So they really know what I'm trying to do and they're not going to just, you know, ghost me and, and, you know, never call me again. Cause even, even until it's like actually completed, it's not completed, you know, the colors aren't quite right yet. The lines just aren't quite clean enough or whatever it is. I I wouldn't feel really comfortable until I'm like, this is a hundred percent done. And that's, yeah. that's never okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you know, you no one's asking you for a hundred percent done ever. So. Yeah. 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 It's, it's always been, it's always been difficult for me to stop a sketch and say, all right, this is good enough for a sketch. Yeah. If they tell me it's cool, I'll go forward. But you know, I, up until a couple of years ago, I was going way too far with them. Um, my wife was always telling me like, this is a, this is a full out art piece. You're just doing a sketch. This could get turned down and you have to go, start from scratch. Like you need to, you need to chill, like stop doing this. Yeah. Um, but until recently I thought, you know, I, you know, I'm not some crazy famous artist. Like I, I really need to make sure that they know what I'm thinking before, you know, they just disappear on me. But right. these, these days, I mean, I'm, I'm still no, you know, crazy famous artist or anything, but I think I'm working with enough people now who have seen my work uh my my other recent jobs my other recent work and they kind of come to me with a little bit of a you know an understanding of what i do and how i do it and what i can do i guess yeah where i kind of feel i I guess i'm a little more confident in um sending sketches out there that are a little less finished because i kind of feel like they know that they're going to get uh you know something at the level of my last Foo Fighters pay, uh, poster or my last Metallica poster. And they're not going to be scared away by what I feel like is a substandard sketch. Um, but I, I do tend to, I think, elaborate verbally in the email that I'm sending in the sketch, you know, all right, this is what I'm thinking. I know it's a little rough, but you know, I'm going to have, you know, this in the background and these tones are going to be here and I'm not sure about colors yet, but this is what's going on in the foreground. And, you know, and I probably do a little bit too much of that too, but, yeah um i don't know it seems to be working okay now what is your like what's your your actual process for creating the stuff do you do you start with the hand-drawn thing you scan it are you just completely like digital at this point uh no um rarely is it all digital um once in a while if i'm like super pressed for time i will um go entirely digital but <clears throat> Um, normally the process is, um, you know, sketching things out on paper, send them, you know, scan and send them that sketch. Uh, once the sketch gets approved, then I'll, I'll develop the sketch further, make it bigger. Um, 
put it on you know an actual piece of art paper at either full size or close to it um, and then flesh out the drawing so that every line that I want to draw in ink is exactly where it's supposed to be on the paper already in pencil. Um, I try not to uh, kind of make any um, artistic decisions with the ink. I try to do that all in the pencil stage. Um, that way the inking is more confident and, and less mistakes. Sure. Um, so once, once the drawing is completely laid out and every line is in place, um, I'll just ink the drawing, you know, with, um, a combination of different pens. I have a Pentel brush pen that I use and I use, um, pigment, pigment micron pens in varying thicknesses, like a lot of guys do that do the kind of work that I do. Um, and, um, sometimes even like, uh, actual India ink with a brush or a quill, depending on what I'm trying to do. Um, and then once I get the whole thing inked out, <clears throat> I'll scan it. Usually in, you know, multiple chunks because uh, my scanner is, you know, eight and a half by 14 or something. And I'm normally working a lot bigger than that. <clears throat> um, and then I piece it together in Photoshop, um, tweak the ink so that it's all solid black, no shades of gray. Um, and then I go, um, back and forth between Photoshop and Procreate on my iPad, um, for colors and textures and, um, you know, text and whatever else I have to add into the piece. <coughs> and at that point it's all digital, but up and up through the inks, it's, uh, normally traditional by yeah. hand. Do you do any paintings of, of any sort anymore? Uh, not usually, no. Um, okay. once in a great while I will, but it's, it, I really just don't, I just don't have the time for it anymore. I don't have the time to do any personal work really. Uh, it's, it's pretty rare to be just, you know, I have a bunch of hours on my hands to, to do a personal piece of art. I'm either, I'm either working, you know, my, my regular nine to five job, or I'm doing, um, you know, a freelance gig or, um, just, you know, normal life stuff, kids, wife, house, you know, all that right. stuff. Yeah. So when did you, you might've mentioned this a little bit, like when you started getting into the digital stuff, but how did you start going from, you know, painting physical work to digital? Um, did you have to teach yourself how to do that? Or did you go to school for that? Or were you a, you were a designer before a lot of this? Yeah. Or, um, okay. Yep, I went to Syracuse University for illustration. Okay, um, I have a degree from there, and that that was a great foundation um, for this kind of stuff. Um, but it was like I'm old enough where um, this was like very very early Photoshop, very early Illustrator. Uh, InDesign wasn't even out yet. We were using PageMaker. You know, uh -huh. it was like Acrobat Two or something like that. I mean, it was. I went to college from 96 to 2000. So um, this was like, you know, the internet was kind of brand new at the time. So um, I'd learned, I learned Photoshop and a little bit of Illustrator in college. And that definitely helped um, with what I do now. Um, and I've, I've continued to use it ever since and I've gotten better at it. I'm, I'm no expert in either, um, either program, but I know enough to, to do what I want to do. Um, but yeah, transitioning from painting to, 
Photoshop for color and stuff like that was just for me kind of a no-brainer like I always you know I know what I want to do when it comes to inking on paper but then when I'm starting to add color I I change my mind on color a hundred times before I'm done with a poster or done with a t-shirt graphic or whatever and you know when you're when you're painting a t-shirt graphic or a poster it's you know you get one chance and that's it you know <clears throat> otherwise you're modifying color in Photoshop later anyway so it it just made a lot of sense to um to switch to digital when it came to color came time to color uh when I got that um when I got to that point and in addition to just being able to change things and work faster and, and um you know have that color gamut available to you at all times uh it also made sense from a production standpoint you know um posters and t-shirt graphics are all done with individual colors uh, screen printed. So um, being able to keep those colors separate in uh, on their own layers in Photoshop um, made a ton of sense with, um, you know, having, uh, being able to output the artwork in a way that could be printed, you know? Right. Um, and also it, it eliminates the, um, you know, I guess the, 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 the tonal varieties that you would, you would see in a painting, you know, cause you got to have flat color in a, in a screen print. So, you know, painting with watercolor or acrylics or whatever, you're going to get, you're going to get color variations, which of course in a, in a painting is great. That's what you want. But with a screen print, you got to have flat colors. So it, it really makes a lot of sense to, for me anyway, to do the color digitally. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think your work has changed at all going to digital? Cause I mean, you can, I, for me, I, someone that's seen your stuff for a long time, I can still see it's very much your work, but I mean, it's, it's more intricate if anything, I guess, but do you feel yeah. like it's changed? Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's always evolving. Um, and I, I guess I would hesitate to just use the word change. Cause that kind of, um, that kind of could be, could be good or could be bad, but I, I feel like it's, it's always evolving and becoming, um, you know, becoming more, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, <clears throat> yeah, I guess, I guess just evolving. It's, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. I feel like every piece I do, uh, should be better than the last one. You know, that's what I try to do. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, I want to, uh, improve all the time. So, um, yeah, yeah. Changes, change is good. Evolution is mm -hmm. good. So let's get back to like working with the bands and we kind of glossed over Metallica a little bit, but what was that like getting told that you were going to do a Metallica poster? Because they're probably not even arguably, you know, the biggest band ever. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I know that you're a fan, so it must've been insane to, to hear that you're going to do something for Metallica. And, and what was that process like? Yeah, it, it, it definitely was insane. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that always feels like, you know, I'm, I'm not there yet. You know, I need to, you know, once I get to this point, then I'm going to consider myself, you know, successful or, or whatever. And I get to that point and it's always like, oh, there's another step, you know, there's another step after that. And, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Always got that kind of uh, imposter you know, syndrome. Attitude. Yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. which is which is good i mean i feel like staying hungry staying ambitious is a good thing um 
but it also is kind of, uh, you know, kind of depressing in a way that you never feel like you're, you're where you want to be, you know? Right. But with, with this gig, it was kind of like, okay, you know, this, this, you know, I could kind of, it felt a little different. It felt like, you know, this is, you know, it doesn't get bigger than Metallica, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> doing a poster for them, especially I, I did a couple t-shirt graphics prior to the poster and it, it was, um, you know, that, that was the same thing at the time. It was like, Holy crap, I'm doing t-shirts for Metallica. It's like, I've, I've been a fan of theirs since, um, since ride the lightning was, was the current record. You know, that's, that's yeah. a long time. And, um, it was amazing to get the t-shirt gigs, but then the poster on top of that, I, I definitely feel like doing posters is like a big step up from t-shirt graphics, uh, in a lot of ways, at least for me. Um, so being, being asked to do the poster, especially not just any, you know, gig poster, but it was like one of the black album posters right. uh, for the reissue. It, it felt like a really big deal. I think it is a really big deal. And, um, it was just an amazing feeling. Uh, to, to On top of that, they that. they interviewed you for the the So What magazine. What was that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome too. Um, I don't I don't think I've ever. Well, I, I guess I've done a few other uh, a few other like minor interviews before, but but this one was definitely head and shoulders above all the rest. And it was it was pretty awesome. Like I I'm still hearing about it from people that I know that are just finding out about it and whatever and. It was just like <clears throat> it just is just surreal to be in that position. It's like yeah. I felt like I wasn't uh worthy, I guess. <laughs> you know, like I, I you know, I'm a huge fan of a bunch of different artists out there like 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 you are, like everybody is, and you know, this this felt like something that, you know, a more accomplished, more famous artist should be doing. And I was, you know, I had like stolen their spot in this in this gig somehow and <clears throat> but you know, it's yeah, it was it was just surreal. It was amazing. Still is, you know. I I, I think uh, you know the reaction to my poster was pretty amazing. Uh, people really really seemed to like it. Um, I mean, they were they were immediately on eBay for like a thousand bucks. So it's I guess you know it uh, it worked out pretty well. It was it was a pretty amazing experience, and you know it's uh, yeah I, I don't even really know how to describe it, but it was it's pretty awesome what's it like working with a, a band like that as far as like, did they like send you the package? Did they send you like a signed poster? Did they send you the black album reissue thing? You know, did you have no. any contact? They send you a personal letter thanking you. I mean, what was it like, <laughs> you know, getting something back from them for, for the job? Um, I, I didn't get any, well, I, I can't say I didn't get anything, but I didn't get any of those like, you know, swag perks or anything. I mean, uh -huh. I got, I got paid well to do the artwork and I got, um, I got 15 posters to sell, um, which I was able to sell for quite a bit more than the average poster. So I, I was, um, well compensated for the gig and that was enough for me. Um, you know, I, I still have my, my black album tape that I bought in, in 1991. <laughs> um, so, you know, <clears throat> you know, swag and stuff like that is always nice, but for me, the real, the real, reward was just being able to do the project in the first place sure. and, yeah, and being able to um, um, do what I wanted. You know, they were, they, they gave me a choice of the different songs. You know, I'd pick a song and do a poster based on the song 
and I got to choose the song that I did. I got to do whatever subject matter I wanted, um, you know, do the poster however I wanted. Um, they took care of printing, which is which is cool. Um, sent me the posters, and they they turned out really well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it was just uh, an amazing experience all around. Very cool. So, you know, I've talked to a lot of bands on here, and you know, when you're in a band, you you probably expect to get fans over the years. I mean, anyone that listens to your music or buys your music or comes to your show, you kind of consider a fan, hopefully. Yeah. As an artist, as an artist, you kind of work like piece by piece, or at least that's kind of how I felt when I was doing more of it. You kind of work on one piece for yourself almost, and you hope that one person likes it enough to purchase it. What is it like being an artist that's been in it for a while and having like fans, like people that follow you or like are fans of your work, like myself (laughs) that have been followed it for, for long enough to where I would consider myself a fan of your work? As a visual artist, what is it like having fans? Um, it's weird, I, I guess. You know, I never thought of myself as ever, um, you know, being in that position or ever, you know, having the the possibility of being in that position. You know, I'm I'm the fan. I'm not the person who has fans. You know, like that's right. always that's always the way my mind works, but I guess I do have some fans out there now and that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I have some people that have, you know, every time I release a poster, um, you know, they buy one. So I guess that would, you know, that regardless of the band. So I guess, you know, that that's just kind of blows my mind, I guess, you know, it's, right. you know, doing, doing gig posters. Um, one of the best parts about doing a, a gig poster is, like you do one piece of art and then you can sell it a hundred times. I mean, that's, that's like the perfect situation for an artist, right? Like, you know, instead of selling, you know, making a piece and selling one piece and then making another piece and selling that piece, it's like you make one image, sell it a hundred times. You're, you're 99 times better off than you would be going the other direction, you know, being like a fine artist or whatever. So that's always appealed to me and gig posters kind of fulfills that, um, that sort of, uh, that sort of goal. But, um it's always been like you know all right you you did this image for this band and you made a hundred you got a hundred of them and a hundred people bought them but they're fans of the band it's like that's that's great you know i still sold 100 posters you know i'll move on to the next one and do it again you know hopefully do it again um but it's now i think it's to the point where you know a decent percentage of that hundred is people that are buying the poster because they like the poster and they like my work rather than just being a fan of the band um which is awesome you know that's it's never yeah it's never occurred to me that that would ever happen you know i was always content with just doing the poster for the band that i love and you know being able to sell them is is a bonus on top of that but having you know having actual fans of my work that's like that's like next level so i yeah. I'm super appreciative of everybody that, that follows my stuff. And, you know, I, I, I really hope that that continues and people continue to like what I do and how my work changes in the future and the, the, the projects I have coming up and all that stuff. It's pretty awesome. Right. You've done Metallica, Queens of Stone Age and Mastodon. That would be like my top three and you've done all of them. But do you have a, do you have a bucket list of artists you'd like to work with that you haven't been able to yet? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, um, 
Let me think. I want to do a 311 poster because I've been a fan of theirs since 1995. Um, I want to do a Billy Strings poster because I'm I'm a fan of his, and I think I would have a lot of fun doing something like that. It's a totally different um, type of music, so I think I'd be I'd end up doing a very different kind of poster. Um, so I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, let's see who else. Um, Black Keys is on my list. I'd love to do one for them. Um, I really like their music, and that's that's another thing. They're very different than a lot of the other stuff I listen to, so I think the poster would really be, you know, a, a big challenge. And I think I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd really end up liking the result. Um, let's see who else. I mean, there's a ton of different metal bands that I'd love to do work for, but they don't do posters like, you know, like Gate Creeper and Vinyl Lord, and and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I could Black Dahlia Murder. I could go on for days, but. They they tend to just stick to the traditional kinds of merch. They don't do limited posters and stuff. Uh, High on fire. That's another one. Sleep there. That's another. That's a huge one. Uh, I'd Very love cool. to do. I'd love to do something for sleep. I know they do posters. So that's... I just uh, I I was at Bongzilla at a brewery like a month ago, awesome. and they were selling out a bunch of like old merch and stuff, including some gig posters that were like. Oh, yeah. It was Bongzilla, High on Fire, and. Mastodon actually were on oh, the cool. bill, and the poster was like Jesus on the cross getting blown by Satan, <laughs> and <laughs> and I had to buy it. I don't know. I'll never be able to hang it up because I have I have kids. I'll never yeah, yeah. put it in my office, but I had to. I had to buy it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I got a, I got a bunch of t-shirts in my drawer that I can never wear, but. You know, you see them in a show, and you got to have them, and then you then you get home and realize you got two little kids, and they can read yeah. now. So it's like, ah, there goes that. Yeah, but, I even have a limited window of how long I can probably wear the Bongzilla shirt itself until they realize like <laughs> what a bong is, I guess, or something. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, the problem with with uh, you know being a metalhead and also having kids, I guess. Yeah, you got to kind of censor yourself a little bit once in a while. <laughs> so if you weren't doing this, if you weren't an artist what would you be doing? Do you think? Oh, geez. Good question. Um, do, you, do you ever have any ambitions of being in a band yourself or is there something else that you'd, you'd rather be doing? No, I've, I've never, I mean, I no, I've, I've, I've never wanted to be in a band myself. Um, I, I suppose probably because I'm, I've always thought that, you know, the, the visual art, side of music is where where i'm supposed to be you know i guess um but if i wasn't doing something art related um geez i don't even know i i have i guess i got no plan b <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm well i mean I, <laughs> I guess i guess i'm already doing a plan b i mean my nine to five is uh uh i i manage the, uh, the, the printing and mailing operations for a uh, first state university. So I suppose that would be my, um, you know, if I wasn't, um, doing any sort of creative visual art, I would probably just be doing that, I suppose. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any, uh, have any direction other than that, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm glad I'm doing all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a game for you. I call it real or fuzzed. Um, we've done it a handful of times here on the podcast and I made a concert poster edition just for you. Wow. I'm going to show you 10 images of concert posters 
one by one. Some are real and some are fake. Some that I made. And you have to decide which one's real or, or fake. And okay. they're all outrageous in their own special ways. So <laughs> can't wait. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. First one. <laughs> the revolting cocks. Um is this a real poster or is it a slightly fuzzed poster? I'm guessing that's real based on what I, what little I know about the band. <laughs> it is All real. Right. It All is right. real. Shitfucker is the name of this band. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. That one I'm going to guess is fake. This one is real. Oh, man. <laughs> this is like the third time we've talked about shitfucker on this podcast. Because <laughs> they just have too good of stuff to ignore, I guess. I love it. It's, it's an awesome poster. Catastica. Star Party of Music. Um, I'm going to guess fake on that one. This one's real. <laughs> I'm not doing very good at this game. <laughs> I lived in Austin for a couple of years and this was actually hanging on like a, a, a telephone pole or something. And I, oh. I took, I took it because it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Duck butter and the Fermunda cheese. <laughs> I'm going to guess fake on that one. This one is fake. Uh, Diarrhea planet. Diarrhea planet. Left and right. That one I'm going to say is real. This one is real. Because that that cat was a lot of work for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Joy with murder. That one. Let's, I'm going to go with fake on that one. This one's fake. The text looked a little hurried. That's what I'm guessing. Jack officers. <laughs> um, that one I'm guessing is real. <laughs> it is real. Love it. Kill the kids first. <laughs> um, you can guess fake on that one. It is fake. Now you're getting it. Yeah, I'm starting to, <laughs> starting to get a better handle on this. <laughs> Piss jeans. <laughs> These are great. Um, let me guess real on that one. That looks it good. is real. All right. kind of thought I was going to get you on that one. Melvin's. We'll go with real on that one. That seems like something they, they could do. It does, but it's fake. fake. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. That was the last one. So what did I do, like six out of ten, something like that? Maybe, yes. Yeah, six or seven. Well, the majority, I guess. That's good enough. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> 
so that's really kind of all, all I got for you. Um, you said you were just finishing up something when we were rescheduling last week. Can you tell us what that is that you're working on? I can't. I got to keep it secret until it comes out. Um, okay. And actually, I, I was supposed to finish it on Friday, but I had to push it back. And thankfully, the uh, the printer's not going to be able to get to it for a couple of days anyway. I just finished it like literally 10 minutes before I uh, got on the computer with you for this interview. So, um, Are you having issues uh, with, with printers and stuff right now? Because I know we, we publish a magazine and it's, it's getting worse and worse every month. Just um, not being able to distribute and print. It's, and... Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's. I'm having more issues with uh, um, FedEx getting posters to places on time than I am with the actual oh. printers. Yeah, uh, the printers I've been working with recently have been uh, been pretty amazing, turning stuff around and uh, un- unreal uh, deadlines. Uh, I, I don't understand how they do it, but they've always they've they've been doing great lately. It's it's FedEx that can't get their act together. It seems delays every time, but yeah, I guess that's. <clears throat> Not necessarily their fault. I'm sure there's, you know, there's supply chain issues everywhere right now, but yeah, for sure. Thankfully the posters are still being printed well and um, they are getting to the places eventually. And so far I haven't run into a situation where uh, the posters haven't made it to the venue in time. So um, I've seen that happen a couple of times recently with some other artists and that's got to be a real bummer. So I'm I'm thankful that that hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. I know a lot of bands are having issues with their vinyl. And I, like I said, with yeah, us yeah. magazine stuff is, is hard and we're almost like a, yeah. a full month behind. Like we're, we're putting out the September issue in like middle of October and it's just like <laughs> getting worse every month. But, um, yeah, that's tough, you yeah. know, yeah, it is what it is. So, um, I don't know anything else you want to plug. You want to tell anyone to go anywhere special and buy your posters or anything else? Um, no, I, I, I guess not. Um, and like I said, I got a, I got a few uh, I got a few things in the works. So I guess I would just tell people to keep an eye on my Instagram, and, and uh, that's kind of where I announce all my all my stuff for the most part, and um, you know, see what I got coming up. But um, yeah, nothing unfortunately that I can share until the until the band puts it out themselves. But right on. Yeah, just uh, just got some stuff in the works. So watch out for that. But yeah, just you know, thank you for uh, for having me on here and. I really appreciate it. It it really helps. Uh, you know, I, I I think it really helps people that that do follow my work to kind of put a face with the work and you know kind of get a, a little bit more of a you know a, a kind of a rounded idea of who I am as a person, I suppose. So I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for being here, man. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work for a long time, and I'm looking forward to whatever else you're putting out next. So I appreciate awesome. your time and 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 hanging Absolutely. out with us for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Later. All right. Take it easy.